You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind, of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to the, you hockey the Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your here's host, host, Neil Villapiano! fans it is once again your host neil villapiano and welcome to another edition of the devil's state of mind podcast right here on the hockey podcast network the best place as always to get everything you need to know about your new jersey devils i hope you guys are having a fantastic day as always wherever you're listening to this podcast episode thank you guys for all the support you guys have been giving me every single week. I greatly appreciate it. I also wanted to quickly mention that we are very close to getting to our first 1,000 downloads, unique downloads of the Devil State of Mind podcast. And obviously, I'll say it once we get there. But right now, I just want to say, as I always do, thank you guys so much for all of your support. I really appreciate it. We have so much more exciting content, so many great things to talk about moving forward for this season, including our very special guest here on this episode. Uh, this guy and I had a chance to kind of, you know, talk a little bit uh, the last couple of weeks, especially after we found out about, you know, the results of, well, really the initial results of the Devil's PA announcing job. Uh, you know, in case you guys didn't know, I applied um, for the PA announcing job. I obviously wasn't one of the 10 finalists. Um, and this person right here is another person that actually decided to apply for this position. And he comes from Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is really fascinating to me. And we got a chance to talk a little bit, you know, through Twitter. And I decided to bring him on because I wanted you guys to have the opportunity to, you know, you know, hear a story about a guy that applied for this job and the process that it took to getting, you know, to obviously, you know, deciding to do it and, you know, what it took to, uh, to put it out there. So it is with great pleasure that we welcome on the founder of Edge 94 Midwest, which they full Nelson Tecmo tournament. He is a current PA announcer at Bayport High School and a national anthem singer, Mr. Troy Frisk. Troy, first and foremost, welcome to the Devil State of Mind podcast. 
How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Of course, we are very excited to have you on. So let's kind of jump right into it, Troy, with the first question of how did you hear about the Devil's PA announcing opportunity? Most people would say they probably heard it on, uh, they found it on Twitter or things like that. But, you know, take us through your process of finding out about it and deciding to apply for it. Um, I have to take you back a little bit earlier this year. This year um, was when I got back into PA announcing on a regular basis. I have been on and off for the last uh, six years, and I had done some uh, esports broadcasting kind of tied to the, the things you'd mentioned previously in the introduction. We can maybe talk about that later. But um, mm -hmm. one of the things that had popped up um, right about the time uh, I had been offered the Bayport High School uh, spring football, which was abnormal because of COVID. And the <laughs> original person who had done it is actually a friend of mine, um, decided to step down. He could not fulfill that. And after 10 years of in the role, he said, I'm, I'm going to pursue some other challenges. So I went ahead and took that role. And then um, along the way, I took the baseball role as well for the varsity. Uh, and then uh, soccer also fell into my lap a little bit later uh, in the Ooh. year. But uh, and in that process, uh, someone made me aware of the Notre Dame fighting Irish public address announcer position had opened up and oh wow they had done a Twitter posting and uh, everyone that I knew um, that had heard me announce at some point in my life started tagging me and say hey you need to do this well unfortunately as a lot of people found out that whole process was actually a sham and they actually had private conversations I know this because I'm in a public address announcers Facebook group one mm. of the individuals that was in there said that whole process was just for social media exposure yep. um, and I had gotten really salty about it because and a lot of other guys had it wasn't that I, I, I necessarily deserve the job or anything like that but right. um, you know don't waste people's time to go through that just for you know for social media engagement well so I kind of was kind of down about that, but I, I realized, Hey, you know what? Cause the guy that they, I can't remember his name. I apologize, but he uh, was doing work for the white Sox. He actually got a, a raving referral from Gene Honda, the voice of the Blackhawks mm. and the white Sox. And um, he's very good. Uh, so there there's, they got the right guy is my opinion, uh, replacing Mike Collins there in Notre Dame. But when I heard that um, uh, Kevin was stepping down, uh, from, from the devils or Kevin Clark, uh, I thought, you know what, why not? Um, I actually had some loose ties. I, so with the NHL 94 tournament that I run, one of the, the guys that's won our tournament in the past, um, he's also a, a number of world record holding video game records with the game. Actually got to play Ken Danico at the Prudential Center wow. uh, uh, at NHL 94. So they found a way to hook the cons, the old, you know, 30 old console <laughs> up through all these wires and got it. It was super leggy, but Ken Danico beat him 2 one because he gave him the devils and he had the mighty ducks, which is the worst team in the game. Right. Um, but I said, you know what? Why not? Right. Um, I actually have some, uh, one of the tournaments I ran, Ardo Cal actually came and uh, was, was one of our play-by-play uh, -play guys uh, for the championship. And, and, you know, he gave me Will Butcher um, signed puck. And that was actually in the shot of my mm -hmm. audition video with uh, what our version of, Instead of Lord Stanley's Cup, we have Lord Manley's Cup. But, um, but uh, yeah, along that along that process, right after that, we found out who actually got that. The whole thing with Kevin Clark uh, stepping down and that going up for public audition went up. And I said, you know what, you know, I, I can't assume that every one of these things is is a facade. Let's go ahead and try to yeah, um, and, and try to audition for it. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do this time. I'm going to make sure that they can't not notice me. 
And so I hired um, a student video videographer who had just graduated, worked for an arcade that we've actually held our tournaments at. He's yeah. looking to get a more book of work, gave me a really good value on having that done. And I said, you know what, even if, even if the devils don't like it, maybe someone else will. And right. that's exactly what happened when we talked about that later. But the, the, the devils actually did reach out to me, whereas a number of individuals mm. um, that were, I thought, really good did not have um, any contact from them. So that was, that was encouraging that they had um, reached out to me and started asking me questions. And, and they, right. they wanted to get, more, get to know me a little bit better. Yeah. No, that's that that whole that whole story and that whole process is, is really fascinating. And I'm glad you brought up like the whole situation with the Notre Dame thing, because I'll tell you guys a really, really quick story. Um, a couple of years ago, I actually applied um, for the Brooklyn Nets uh, PA announcer job. They actually had a uh, they made a post about it um, on social media. And a couple of my friends and family reached out to me and said that, uh, you know, I should definitely apply for this, blah, blah, blah even though I knew kind of in the back of my mind that this didn't feel like something where, you know, like, like a lot of people would assume it didn't seem like something that was like an open-ended thing where they were really legitimately looking for somebody, but I decided to do it anyway. And I went and there was like, got it had to be like hundred plus different candidates. So obviously, you know, your chances right there are very, very slim. And so I, I still went for it and I did it. Um, I, you know, I, I basically did an audition right in front of people. And that was kind of, that was kind of the end process. They ended up hiring somebody who used to do PA announcing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I guess you could basically say it was very similar where it wasn't, you could really kind of call it, um, you know, where the kind of the fix was in that they kind of already had their guy. They wanted to do this to kind of get the, get the fans involved. And this was obviously before the Nets became uh, what they are now. So obviously this was a little, this was a couple of years ago, but still it's one of those things where, yeah, you get like, you get a little pissed off about it. And the moment, because when you find out who they ended up hiring, you realize the pedigree that that person has. And there's no knock on that because the guy who does the PA announcing for the Nets is still there and he does a fantastic job. Um, you obviously feel like you were, you know, a little bit let on. But then again, you realize that you're not the only one who is in that position. So I totally understand that. And obviously, the, the bigger the team, the bigger the sport, uh, the harder it is for I guess you could say the harder it is for somebody who maybe doesn't have a, a, a massive pedigree um, would uh, would necessarily get the job. But still, you know, with the Devils one, I guess you could say in some ways the Devils one felt a little bit more legit considering they explained in great detail what the process was going to be. Um, and I was definitely interested not only in, 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 you know, the possibility of maybe, you know, myself or obviously you, Troy, being, um, you know, one of the candidates, you also obviously wanted to hear who were the other candidates and what they had to bring. Um, so that kind of brings me into my next question, Troy. So after, you know, going through the initial process, um, and we're actually going to talk about that right now, before I get into uh, the question that I originally had, uh, talk to us about, you know, what kind of gave you the idea to do it the way that you did it, because it was really, really good. I, I go back to the video and the presentation is really well. Um, obviously you got the devil's puck in the background, which is great. Uh, you're doing it, um, in an actual PA, uh, announcing kind of setup. Talk to us about what kind of gave you those ideas to, to present it that way. Well, going back to the Notre Dame audition, um, it, I found out kind of late in that process, uh, as far as like the, the, the timeline to get that submitted. And at the time, you know, I'm just in a basement studio, which is actually what I'm talking to you right now. 
Mm-hmm. And I, there's no natural sound that's being picked up by the microphone that I had. You know, I use a dynamic broadcast microphone um, like a lot of podcasters use. And unfortunately, that just doesn't pick up a lot of the natural reverb of a room. And one of the things with the, the stadium is you can hear a voice, but then you can hear a voice over a PA system. And it's just either it's a marriage made in heaven or it's not. Right. Um, and that's one thing that I, I, hopefully not sounding too boastful, but um, I think I sound a lot better when put into a system like that. I think it pairs pretty well uh, with my voice. And so I said, okay, let's go ahead and try to rethink this. Well, if I want someone who has that kind of portable equipment, might as well have them just shoot some footage as well. Mm-hmm. And so then we, we just paired it up and I said, here's kind of, you know, we only got, you know, I think it was like maybe 90 seconds or so that we had to do the whole thing, introduce ourselves, do the reads they gave us, hit all those check boxes. And uh, of course the first one that I hit, um, you know, and this is one thing that you would normally have access to, you know, when you're in a production room is you get to confirm pronunciations. I miss, I mispronounced the, um, the PS, I said PSNG power play. It's PSENG power play. Of course, not that, that, that must be a local sponsor because I'm not familiar with them. Uh, right. But those are the kinds of things we couldn't confirm. So I'm listening to hours uh, of, of video of, of these different, like who's saying their name? Because like Nico Heischer. So there's right. some people saying Heischer. And that's what I said in the video because that's what I heard certain broadcasters saying. Right. But uh, I talked to Aaron Pittman who actually uh, just did his preseason uh, audition. He's one of the top three remaining. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm in dialogue with him. And he uh, said that the NHL pronunciation guy, along with the, his production contact, said it's Heischer. That's right. that's what the sheet Correct. said. So I actually had people say, no, all these guys are saying the name wrong. Well, I I, I think even Devil fans are confused. Uh, Devil fans are confused how to say his name right. Yeah. <laughs> and you no, got, I'm... you know, Sharon Govich and, you know, right. Miles Wood. And I mean, Miles Wood was the easy one. Uh, but, uh, you know, is yeah, especially when you get like road uh, commentators, they may, especially with a lot of the Russian names, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna get some of that wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, particularly in hockey, getting names, uh, getting pronunciations correctly is, is obviously a very difficult uh, part of it. And you obviously want to make sure that you pronounce it correctly. And, and I've told people, you know, you, the, the best people to listen to when you can are definitely, you know, like broadcasters, especially when you're the broadcaster of the team. You know, if you're, you know, if you're Steve Cangelosi and Ken Danico, they're most likely going to say, you know, the way that it's correctly, you know, pronounced because they've asked. Um, and that's kind of the way that I've learned is that you have to really try to ask these people when you can, obviously, to, to pronounce it correctly. I've heard people say uh, Nico Hishio's last name differently, um, but it is Nico Hishio uh, as, as most people pronounce it. That's the way that he pronounces it. So I can, I can definitely understand, Troy, how sometimes it could be a little bit confusing. Uh, yep. And you, you go with the information you have and, and move forward. And I, th- I think uh, the, the people on that end understand that, you know, that, okay, you're going off of the available information. I think that also may be a way to maybe filter out, you know, the, the devil super fans with full disclosure. Uh, I'm a NHL fan. Uh, I don't have uh, necessarily one. Uh, if I had one team uh, just for, out of a re- regional standpoint, which would have been the Blackhawks because Jeremy Roenick's on NHL 94. Right. Um, but, but that's not like, you know, I've never been to a Blackhawks game. Uh, so, <laughs> but, but I, I do do the NHL uh, streaming package so I can watch any game at will uh, based on, you know, my schedule and that kind of thing. But right. 
No, it's a, did I answer no, your question? I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent there. Yeah, no, no, you're you're totally fine. You're totally fine. And and you know, I like I said, I, I've always been curious, and I, I mean, I am definitely curious because I've spoken to uh, several people who had the chance to uh, to apply, and and the the biggest thing that I would I took away from it was just everybody looking at the sheet that they gave you and said, okay. Um, how do I separate myself from the pack? And I think that's kind of a big thing. Whether you're a broadcaster, PA announcer, whatever the case may be, the best thing you could do uh, is to try to find what makes you unique uh, voice-wise and how you you do things. And obviously having energy is, is a big thing. And, uh, Absolutely. you know, they talked about presentation on um, – on this uh, this application, and I think that there were a lot of people, including yourself, Troy, that did a really good job of that. You know, the presentation was to really kind of uh, make you stand out. Uh, my next question to you, Troy, is this: Obviously, after we, uh, you know, we both found out that uh, neither one of us was going to be one of the ten candidates. When you looked at just the ten, you know, finalists, um, were there any that really stood out to you that are potentially, you know, still actually? Uh, or actually one of the three finalists. Um, you know, what are the things that stood out to you about the guys that actually did make that cut? Well, the the first thing that you saw was where everyone was listed as where they were from. Um, right. Now, where they where they actually were from and where they said uh, is in debate. Uh, one of the candidates is actually from Indiana, uh, but it was originally from the New Jersey area. And that was one of the things that I had been um, with my dialogue back and forth with uh, the Prudential Center production staff was, uh, are you willing to relocate? We're not going to pay for that. That those those types right. of dialogues. Um, and uh, my response was that everything was on the table until it wasn't. Um, unfortunately, you know, I never got any idea of like what, you know, what that kind of position would pay. Uh, but I had left the door open uh, because it's a professional sports opportunity, and and the influence that would have come with that is was pretty significant. But uh, when when finally that they let me know that they're going a different, and I was very appreciative of this. This mm -hmm. is the difference between them and the um, uh, the Fighting Irish is that I actually got a response from them uh, because right. I did attempt to contact the Irish through a number of different channels and say, hey, either way, just let me know where we're sitting on this. Um, and right. uh, I had not, not a lick of communication from them. Whereas the the Devil's Prudential Center crew was was very um, forthcoming and they were very kind with their praise to me. And they said, we absolutely loved your voice, um, but we're going to we're going to go a different direction. And uh, the indication that I got was that where I was currently residing was a was an issue for them. Um, so it, what I see is that they have predominantly what I would call super fans more so than broadcasters. Right. Uh, there were really two guys that I thought had uh, the broad broadcaster quality pipes Mm -hmm. uh, one was Aaron Pittman. There was another guy that had kind of a light show going on. I apologize. I don't have his name in front of me because they took those results down. Um, but mm -hmm. he was using, I think, uh, sure SM 50 or a seven SM seven B that, that podcaster mic that you right. know, everyone uses, uh, that, uh, you know, I thought he had a, a good vocal presence. I, I thought his calls were, um, maybe not as good as some of the other energy, but again, I think the production level of a lot of what got put out there, was lost like the, the Samu audition. I think we, I don't remember if we talked this on or off stream, but like his, his whole thing kind of distorted the whole time. So mm -hmm. it was really hard to get a good grip on like, does this guy, is, is he just yelling or does he actually have it or just not hearing it because of the way the recording was captured. And so right. it, it kind of left, you know, there were some guys that were kind of funny, but I didn't necessarily think, oh, this is the guy that's going to, you know, rock the rock. 
you know, do what, and again, not trying to re reproduce Kevin Clark. Um, I know that there are some opinions that people thought maybe they're just trying to reproduce that. I, I thought there was enough variety there. Um, there was another guy that did a, he kind of had like a makeshift audio booth uh, that he had done. And I thought he did a fairly okay job. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought he might come out of the top three. Uh, ultimately, the only guy that made it into the top three uh, was Aaron Pittman. Um, so the, the other guys that I had thought might make it out didn't didn't get out. The librarian guy was kind of good too. Yeah, hockey is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just one dollar on any hockey game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal. This is a deal you cannot pass up, my friends. Doesn't matter if it's one-time clapper or a death deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and one wager dollar $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions supply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at those guys and you realize that all of them in one way or another were trying to, you know, like like we talked about before, kind of stand out uh, as best as they could. And, um, you know, there's obviously that so much that goes into it. And uh, one of the things that definitely, um, you know, struck me was that just seeing the amount of responses that, uh, you know, the fan base, you know, in general had about it. And it seemed like it was more of a consistent of either most people didn't like the people that, uh, you know, were selected. Um, some of them would say that they only had like two or three guys that they really liked, which makes sense. Uh, and some even argued that why are we doing it this way as opposed to hiring what they called a professional? And, and I kind of argue Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of can understand it from both sides. I mean, on one hand, I think it's great that the devils have been so, um, have been so open with the uh, the fan base and trying to get people involved, especially with the team that the Devils have and being a team that certainly is on the rise to being uh, one of the better teams in the NHL, hopefully in the next couple of years. But on the other hand, I can obviously understand how people are worried about the Devils hiring somebody that maybe is not 100%, um, I wouldn't say qualify, 100% uh, uh, liked by the fans. And I, But I feel like, have you ever met I, any Devils fans? No, it's just, no, that's a good point. That's a very, that's a very good. Point. I mean that with love, everyone. No, I, I, we we um, obviously understand that. It's it's just a matter of, um, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I would say exactly. it that way. I kinda, it's such a subjective. All voice, all voices. I mean, you look at our music that we all listen to, right? It's uh -huh. so subjective. Uh, some people love mumble rap. I personally can't stand it, uh, right. but that's you know, 
but that's really popular with the kids right now. And I think a lot of what we listen to as kids, my parents thought, you know, that's the devil's music, uh, you know, and, and pun intended. And, and that's, that's, that's the world we're in. Um, and the fact that the, at least the, the organization thought, Hey, let's give the fans a chance because originally they, because remember the, the organization picked the top 10, not the fans, right? Correct. The fans picked the top three and ultimately the top one, assuming that, you know, their negotiations conclude with the way that they both, both parties want them to. So yeah. I think there's a vote coming up here after this final preseason game um, uh, coming up real quick. So maybe, maybe the ninth, uh, I want to say uh, it's, it's on their site. It's on, yeah, uh, yeah. If, you, if you search the PA announcer uh, for the devils, that'll on the Google search that'll pop up. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a really interesting process uh, to just to kind of see the people's reactions and uh, there's no, um, uh, this whole process just for me. And again, I I've moved on. I'm, I'm already working on some other things, but you know, mm -hmm. there were a lot of people that were tagging my post. I've never had more social media impact than I ever had on this audition video, like by far. Um, you know, I'm just a small time guy from, from green Bay, but I, I had over 80 to 700 views on a Twitter video and I'm no one like right. I have not established a name for myself. Right. I'm, <laughs> People, if you if you're from if you go into my market in the high school, they, they know me up here, but but they don't. You know, no one outside of Green Bay knows who I am. So right. um, the that was a big deal for me. Um, but on the same note, you know, you're trying to get, to get a big head, and then you're like, wait, wait a minute here. This is you know, someone else here has actually been put into this spot here, and this is their moment. And right. so when that happened, I said, okay, let's find the best one in my mind. Again, that's my mind, not yours, maybe, um, or anyone else out there. You're allowed to like who you like. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for, for me, that was Aaron Pittman. I've been pretty public about that. If you've seen in my social media posts, um, just because I think he's got the, the pedigree uh, yep. and, and, um, and, and I think he does a really nice job. Uh, but uh, I didn't hear any of the other auditions. Uh, I'm sorry, the actual live performances. I, I, I don't know if um, the guy with the bow tie, I think, was the first one. And I think yeah, the other he, guy is he going tonight. He was one of the three finalists. He did the first game. Pittman did uh, the game against the Capitals. Um, and then uh, I don't know who, I can't remember the name of the third guy, but he'll do the game against the Islanders on Thursday. That's, okay. As far as I know, because the Devils uh, were, by the way, guys, we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, this episode will come out tomorrow, the 7th. Um, Devils are an hour away from playing the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, and then they'll play the New York Islanders. Um, tomorrow at home, which will be the final preseason game. And then within that week, they'll, they'll probably make some sort of announcement on something about, you know, what is the next phase of this whole process? So that's, uh, there's that. And, uh, but I mean, there, I, I would say personally, I, I'm with you, Troy, that like, I thought Pittman did a really good job. Granted, I wasn't at the game. I had to watch it through the devil's website. So it was a little bit harder to hear it but um i really he actually went he went live on facebook and so we're friends did. on there yeah he's part of the pa group that i'm on on facebook and so i end up awesome. running all these guys that just over time you did you, you know they, you want to i tell you what there's no better resource than, than a group like that because it is such a foreign concept you can if you can find out what the president of the united states makes you cannot find out what a professional pa announcer makes it's unbelievable yeah. um you, you just don't know what what these kind of jobs yield um, but no, I thought he did a, a really nice job. He went live with it, uh, you know, on his cell phone, just to, to um, you know, I, if anything, just to document his experience. Uh, he was a, a mile and a quarter uh, practically away from the ice there, uh, but they have monitors and they have people feeding in. It's, it's, it's quite the production. I got to see, yes. you know, a little bit up here into what's, what's going on there. Those of you that have not done anything beyond, let's say, high school level, 
uh, it's a whole nother layer of information that constantly comes at you that you, you don't decide when to talk. You're told when to talk. It's, it's a really interesting dynamic. And I'm really glad he decided to share his experiences uh, with the rest of us on that. Yeah. And that, that was a really good thing. And I think what, I think what, what's good about that is that he kind of got people to, um, you know, to kind of, you know, see him on a more personal note and obviously, you know, kind of interact with the fans. And I think that's important uh, when it comes to this. So we'll definitely see what the Devils decide to do uh, moving forward. But Troy, my next question to you is more, you know, obviously talking about you and, you know, it says here in your bio, Edge of 94, Midwest, NHL 94. Talk to us about that, because I think a lot of people want to know what that whole, uh, what that whole tournament is about. Okay, so the the very first ever hockey video game that had the players and the NHL. So the NHL PA and the NHL team licenses was NHL 94. Um, and uh, originally released for the Sega Genesis a little bit later, different company, um, uh, EA Canada, which was formerly Park Place Productions, made the Super Nintendo version. And, and it's compl- two di- completely different games. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the rosters are, are, are a little bit different because the timing of when they came out. Uh, but the the Genesis version uh, was the, the one that we first started doing. Um, there's another group out there called King of 94. And mm-hmm. uh, they had gotten a start. They were backed by... Um, at the time, Mikey McBride, who was on Northwest uh, Territories uh, Ice Pilots, and uh, he, he, he shot a documentary at their first ever tournament uh, called Pixelated Heroes. And it was um, just a, a really well done documentary. Uh, this community was mainly online. And once King of 94 started doing uh, their their big tournament, uh that created some opportunities elsewhere because they were doing theirs in Canada. Um, I think they did one in Las Vegas the year that the, uh, the, they actually had their tournament the same weekend where they had that shooting and they were actually right in in, in that area. Um, They had, they had just concluded the festivities. No one was, was harmed or anything uh, from that tournament. Um, uh, But uh, just like the timing of that was, they they did it in Vegas because the golden Knights were debuting. And uh, that was the, uh, the reason for they, them being down there, but uh, a relative unknown from uh, Vancouver came down and won it all. Uh, he was there in a bachelor party and ended up taking the whole thing for the, the super Nintendo side. But uh, I wanted mm. to bring, you know, some flavor of that to uh, originally green Bay. Uh, we've since moved the tournament to Minneapolis. It's a little easier to get in into, you know, because mm-hmm. we get, we get a lot of people that travel from the likes of Canada and uh, um, all over the United States. Uh, yeah. The the issue is that, you know, with COVID, it's got a little tricky. Uh, so this upcoming year, uh, we're, we're aiming for the weekend uh, where uh, I believe it's the Pro Bowl weekend uh, right. where there was no NFL games because it's usually a pretty boring time and it's a good time to be inside playing video games. So we're, we're aiming towards that. We don't have everything finalized, but it's probably going to be a more intimate gathering versus, uh, you know, the full-blown, We'll, we'll have a stream and everything, but it won't be nearly as, uh, I don't know, uh, pop and circumstance around that won't be anything like it had been in the past, just because you just have so many people that can't or won't go for whatever reason. Right. Um, what, you know, what, whatever people's COVID stances are in mass, no mass, vax, no vax, um, if they're allowed to go from regulation where they are. Uh, so you make one set of rules when the other half guys won't go. Home. So it's, it's really weird. Um, it's mm-hmm. a weird time. I don't want to get into any of the uh, politics of that, but that just makes a difference. So we're going to have a little bit smaller this year, but we'll, we'll play uh, our favorite 16 bit hockey game with our heroes on it. You know, the likes of uh, 
you know, actually, uh, Martin Brodeur is not in the game. Um, yeah, Chris Terreri is your, uh, yes. is your goalie in that for that game. Um, but, uh, uh Stefan Riche is in there. I do have Ken Danico is in the game. He's not very good in it, but he's in the game. Um, <laughs> and, uh, look, look, the, you've got, I want to say maybe Paul Stastny is, was he on there? Uh, I'm trying to think of who else, Bobby Holik. Yep. Uh, Kevin Stevens. Uh, I'm just trying to think who else is on the, the Devils roster in that game. Probably but, Scott uh, Stevens, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you've got uh, McLean and uh, uh, Claude Lemieux is on there. So, right. yeah, the, the, the Devils are on there. They're kind of a mid-tier team in, in the game. They get, you know, better in, in future versions. But, uh, you know, for me, the um, it doesn't matter what team you're playing. You're just getting together with guys and you're kind of reliving, <laughs> you know, those those weekend sleepovers. Uh, that right. you had what you're doing yeah. with people that never let go of the game you know okay great the new versions come out we still think this one's the best yeah no i mean nhl 94 for a lot of the diehard hockey fans in general they, they will go to their grave saying that that was the best um hockey video game ever made and i think that if you get an opportunity to play you realize that it's it's just it's just tremendous and it brings back for anybody who actually had the chance to play it when it when it actually came out um you know they will tell you that it's it's absolutely phenomenal. I personally was uh, not around at the time when it when it came out, uh, but obviously as I got older and I, I got the opportunity to play it in some arcades and things like that, it just became such a such a fun game. And I and I love that people like you, Troy, are you know bringing it back into the spotlight and giving people an opportunity to play with other people and you know just like you said, relive the old days. And I think that's a I think that's really an awesome thing, Troy, that, that you guys are doing. My next question to you, Troy, is this. Um, you know, for anybody that's listening that has any aspirations to being a PA announcer, broadcaster, whatever the case may be, what is the one biggest piece of advice you can give them? Um, you need to be yourself, but I think it, you also need to re realize that you're always there to represent the organization in play. So you've got to know your audience, you got to know the organization's wishes, and then you got to know what you're capable of. Um, you know, mentoring by watching someone else do it, listening to someone else do it, um, being able to articulate with phrasing, that's important. Mm -hmm. um, I think the best announcers can also sing. Uh, mm. listen to ever listen to Mike Rowe on dirty jobs. I have heard of him. Yes. He's a tremendous singer. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, he has just a great delivery to his voice uh, because it's all about phrasing. Singing is phrasing. Right. Speaking and singing aren't really different if you're doing it correctly. If you ever go and you listen to someone who's from uh, great Britain, they tend to speak what we would consider to be more in exaggerated tones. Uh, listen to Conor, Conor McGregor and how he goes up and down his inflections all the time. Americans tend to be very lazy with their speech. They talk in moan tone or they just kind of mumble. Right. You, you talk to anyone from Great Britain who gets animated and it's like they're singing. Um, and and that that's the, the same thing. Uh, so when, when you understand how to do phrasing uh, and you can work within the, the bounds of, of what uh, the organization wants you to do, there are opportunities out there if you've got the energy and the drive. Um, you know, I got my practice. Uh, I, I practiced in the Taco Bell drive-thru. Wow. And I would read the orders back to people in a very, you know, radio voice kind of way. And I tried things until I got a really good 
feedback with it. And I only did mm-hmm. it on the drunk crowd, you know, the, the, the after the after 10 o'clock Friday, Saturday night crowd, I, I wanted to keep my job right. at the time. You know? <laughs> you right. Know? I got you. I got but, you. I mean, you, you tr- try things out in, a, in an environment where, you know, it's, it's safe. It, you're in a safe place to make mistakes because you're going to make mistakes mm-hmm. and you're going to say something really stupid at some point, And you're going to have to be able to bounce back from it because your heart's in the right place yeah. and you, and you're communicating um, the messaging uh, that, 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 that group that you're representing wants you to do. Right. I totally get that. I think that that's great advice. And, you know, you you might, you know, I I would, I've told people a bunch that honestly, you never know who you're talking to and you never know what opportunity could present itself. You know, some, you know, a door might close, but another one could very well open at the same time. And I think that that's something that, um, that, that is really, really true. Now, Troy, before I let you go, man, and thank you so much for taking some time to do this, just tell, tell the folks on where they can find you on social media and talk about any, you know, any big projects and things you got going on. So the floor is yours, my friend. Um, you can find me on Twitter on at Trojan voice, T R O J A N voice. Uh, that's probably the most reliable way to see kind of the inside of what I have going on. Um, anything that's major, I tend to, to tweet out there. Uh, if you're interested in the NHL 94 tournament that I run, it's called edge of 94 Midwest. Uh, you can find, that on Facebook, uh, Edge of 94 Midwest. You also see me share some things periodically on my Twitter account for that. And then for those that like Tecmo Super Bowl, we just got done running our annual tournament for that, but uh, we do that in Green Bay. Uh, and uh, you can find Full Nelson Tecmo. So that's the other tournament that I run. Uh, outside of that, I think, you know, really at Trojan Voice on Twitter is probably the best place to find me. Awesome, man. Well, Troy, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us. We appreciate it. Uh, we wish you. Wish you the best uh, in in the future with everything that you're doing. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again on the podcast in the near future. Thank you so much again, man. Thanks, Neil. It's great to be here. Appreciate it.